the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Danny Cannell. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and everywhere you get your podcasts on demand. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe. Smash that like and come and join us in the chat, a.k.a. the Cover 3 tailgate. And this episode of the Cover 3 podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Why? Because it's the best time of the week. Thir- nope, not Thursday. Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time here on a holiday week so that we can roll out our Week 13 Rivalry Week locks. Lots to get to, and we are going to waste absolutely no time. Let's jump right in with a brief recap of the week that was. But five and three week for you, getting a win on Louisville plus one, a win on Georgia minus 10. Also cashing that Iowa State team total under 19 and a half. Uh, and then a win on Michigan first half minus 10, Oklahoma State minus six and a half. Uh, the losses were the Washington, Washington, Oregon State over Utah State plus three and a half. And then the ODU Georgia Southern over. Uh, most of the wins were just cruise control, no sweats. Uh, Michigan first half, probably not the right bet, actually. So uh, maybe a yeah. lucky win there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Utah State <clears throat> goes up 10 nothing. Quarterback gets hurt. That sucked. Uh, the, the backup's not nearly as good. So that loss sucked there. But uh, I mean, I'll, I'll take five and three betting on Thursdays every single week if I can. Five and three for the week has you at 65 and 53 for the season. Uh, five and four week for me. The wins included uh, Louisville plus one, Georgia minus 10, the under 63 and a half in Washington, Oregon State, Arizona minus one, the Texas Iowa State under 27 and a half, losses being Colorado, <laughs> Colorado plus five, uh, Maryland first half. I was on the other side of Bud there at uh, the plus 10 and a half, uh, the UNC Clemson over 59 and the SMU minus eight Um, outside of Colorado. I think I would still run back and make a lot of those. It was just some real, real kicks to the groin, especially in SMU Memphis and with, uh, you know, fumbles inside the 10 yard line and then out of the end zone for one of them, a lot of like 21 points left on the board for the Tar Heels. But 
I'm not complaining. That's what happens when you bet on a North Carolina football game. Mostly just happy that I was able to be on the right side of some Latif fights there with Louisville and Washington, Oregon state total five and four for the week has me at 51 and 52 for the season. Danny, Five and five, week for you. The wins were uh, on the right side of the Latif fight for Washington, Oregon State total. Also getting that lock fight win against me with Washington State. Texas minus seven and a half. Oklahoma State minus six and a half. UCLA, USC under 66. Uh, the losses, the wrong side of the Latif fight for Miami, Louisville. Kansas State minus seven and a half. Utah, Arizona under did not cash. Uh, Mizzou minus 11 did not cash. And then Iowa, Illinois over 30 and a half. Not there. Five and five has you at 55 and 56 for the season. Uh, what are we thinking? Screw you guys. I'd take Miami again every time. They had that thing right there for the taking. They choked that one off. We got players running into each other, knocking each other out. Can't make a tackle. Uh, Utah, I mean, Arizona under. I thought Utah would score 18. I did not think Arizona would score 42. So it was just <laughs> kind of wrong on that one. Mizzou, that, the Florida Gators showed up, played pretty tough. And uh, the Iowa, Illinois, I have early in the year, I felt like I had a pretty good beat on them. Man, it looked good at halftime, too. Felt like this thing was going to cruise over. And then Iowa did what they did. And once again, we have another one that's just begging you to take a side with a record-setting total, which we'll have to see if anybody gets in on it this week. I mean, it's it's a remarkable total. I, I hope someone has some investment in that. Uh, okay, so 55 and 56 after 5 and 5. Tom Fernelli, 5 and 3 week uh, on the right side of both Latif fights. And that was the only thing that you had in terms of action with somebody else, Louisville and uh, the Washington-Oregon State total. Then... Georgia team total over 34 and a half uh, cashes. The also cash in that Florida, Missouri over 58 and a half. Also ULM plus 37 and a half. Only losses being Hawaii, Wyoming under 46. USC minus six and a half. And Kansas State team total over 33 and a half. Five and three for the week has you at 68 and 59 uh, for the season. Thoughts on week 12. Uh, I went over it earlier in the week. The only one I feel truly bad about was the swing and miss on USC because I forgot the USC facing a physical team principal and what happens when that goes on. So that was a terrible pick by me. The rest, I would, I'll make them all again. And also, I want to point out in these Latif fights, the trader every single time has lost. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. What, oh, and four? Oh, and three or oh, and four. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it four now? Yeah. Damn, mm. well, we not encountered a Latif fight until this, you know, mm-hmm. landscape shattering 2023 season. Good, good to know. Stand, stand in the way of you and ITY, you know, at your own risk. All right. When they do the behind the music, they're gonna be like, Cover Three Podcast initially broke up because these Latif <laughs> <laughs> the sides were there. <laughs> it's like, and then smash cut to Queen Latifah, and she's like, Yeah, I don't know those people. <laughs> All right, let's flush it. Week 12 behind us, all eyes ahead to week 13. And so I ask you, gentlemen, y'all ready to lock it up? Yes, sir. Since 2005, the under in games between service academies is 40 
nine, and one. We're picking locks. Give me an over in this one as well. A little two for one special. Don't get these locks. I was a sicko last week. Y'all were watching the good games. I was live betting the hell out of ULM, Kentucky. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it. You oh. love these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. From the locking chair to your eyes and ears, we begin, of course, uh, somewhat chronologically. Since there's such a loaded Friday slate, we're going to separate that. Uh, just focus on the lone game on Thursday, which is the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State, we got an interim coach situation. We also have this game being in Starkville. Do you trust Lane Kiffin to cover 10.5 points in Starkville in the Egg Bowl? Uh, total is 54.5. Does anybody have a lock for the Egg Bowl? Oh, come on. D- Dennis, right? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> you want, does somebody else want to jump in? it off with the Dennis. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Uh, did Dennis-, Dennis won last week, right? Yeah. 12 and 6 on the year. Wow. Barton better be getting some free cleanings, man. If you're winning 66%, that is – anyway, br- brush your teeth after your great Thanksgiving meal. And we do have uh, – we have, what, two plays here? Let's check. All right. I'll just read this live. Hopefully this doesn't have any slanderous information. Uh, with two pretty terrible defenses in the Egg Bowl, I was pretty sure my pick was going to be the over 55-and-a-half. But State has scored 10, 3, 13, 7, and 17 in their last five SEC games, which gave me a little pause. I also lean Ole Miss minus 10, but I'm not as confident there either. Uh, There was a report that Jackson Dart was questionable for the game, but I've heard that is not true. So I'm going with the Ole Miss team total over 33 and a half. Side dentist recommendation for anyone out there who wants to get over over served at Thanksgiving and go overboard on DGen slash sicko mode. Get on this triple play with me. Ole Miss minus 10. Over 55 and a half, Ole Miss team total over 33 and a half. Now, look, Homer, if you, a, if, you a, if you have a bookie that lets you parlay Ole Miss minus 10, Ole Miss team total over 33 and a half, and full game over 55 and a half, my DMs are open because I am also very <laughs> interested in that type of action because that is extremely correlated, uh, obviously. So if the dent. Well, if the dentist has a guy that'll take this kind of action, he should not be practicing dentistry. You practice dentistry like you practice law, anyway. Like he he should he should hang up the dental tools and uh, yeah. I would I, I would be doing the same game parlay, and it would say this one has been replaced after you pick one of those options. We have replaced your previous choice with this one. Yeah, it, it right. You, you get the text. We're done. Send the wallet. All, all pending plays are 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 canceled. <laughs> Um, anybody else got it? So he's wait, what was the best bet there? Uh, it was team total over Ole Miss team total, total over 33 and a half. But he's you know, if he wants to trip the fan out Thursday night with three way, three leg, same game, he's been, been using that gas a little too freely. <laughs> <laughs> See, people are asking for the backstory on the dentist, but I, I think you got to get that from the chat. Um, no, I it's easy. He's, you, he's I kind of like it as an insider joke thing. Like, like, like come join us in the chat. Uh, experienced chatters in the tailgate will tell you. Okay. All right. He's been with us for a long time. That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's been with us for Before years. Before me. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So 
Anybody Packard's else got better any? too. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Maybe not after today's show though. Actually, now last year he didn't do very well, if I recall. No, neither did I. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, it's it's close. Uh, anybody else got an egg bowl play? Nothing? I had it, but I got a lot on the board today. I'm trying to weed out. Got a full plate. Full plate. Ones. I, okay. I think it's Ole Miss, but, like, man, those – they've lost a bunch of offensive linemen who seem to matter. I I don't know. I, I'll probably play some Ole Miss alt stuff. Like oh. if, Ole Miss, if Ole Miss comes to play, there's a chance that, like, they just blow them out like crazy. Yeah. Matt – by the way, Matt in the tailgate, you've got it correct. If you're hanging out, you, you don't have it wrong. So we were we, we were getting some it's not this, the full story though, but no, there's there's, there's levels to it. Maybe yeah. maybe the next time Barton's on, we'll be able to get it. We'll be able to get the you know dog pee egg bowl middle story. You know, <laughs> yeah. How about that? If if you get the video to 500 likes, we'll we'll, we'll do the we'll do the full Dennis story. For now, you just get the drill and you get these winners. <laughs> Let's go. All right. <clears throat> Coming up on the other side, we turn our attention to a loaded. Black Friday slate in college football, which includes a couple of rakes. Don't step on that rake. Next. Sportsline's newest show, Inside the Lines, takes you behind the scenes with the brains behind Sportsline Simulation, showing you line movement throughout the week, injuries that will impact matchups, and early value plays using the model's projections. Get ahead of the lines and the public every weekday at 1 p.m. with data and analysis you can't find anywhere else. All right. I was uh, I was discussing with producer Jordan. You know, you always like separation Saturday, gut check Saturday. It's rake week because there's a lot of rakes out there. Don't step on the rake. Texas Tech could be a rake. Oregon State could be a rake. Don't step on that rake. End up ruining your college football playoff chances. Okay, so Friday slate uh, has TCU, Oklahoma. It's got uh, multiple ranked games up and down the slate. Let's begin with Oregon, Oregon State. The game in Eugene. Does anybody have a lock for the Civil War? Oh, come on. You got one? I do. Oh, but I just said, oh, come on. (laughs) I do. All right. Give me is it still out there? Let me check. Hold on. Yeah, give me Oregon State plus 14. Just a little little uh, yeah, there's still 114 out there. Yeah. Uh give me the Beavers. Plus 14 points. I just it's a rivalry game. It is the very it could be the last civil war. Like we've seen the Apple Cup extended series between Washington and Washington State. So that's not going to be the case there. We do not know what the future of this Oregon State Oregon series holds. Oregon State is still a very good team, even though it lost last week to Washington. Oregon, like, I I love the Ducks. I I think they're going to win the Pac-12, and I think they're going to win this game, but I don't think they're two touchdowns better than Oregon State, and that's really all it comes down to. I think the Beavers will be able to move the ball on them, and I think the Beavers will be able to get some stops. So, Oregon State plus 14. What's Children saying? I had written down 13 and a half. I love it at 14. Uh, like Tom, I do like Oregon. It's not really an indictment on them. It's more about the rivalry. It's more about Oregon State represented more than enough. I mean, they only lost by two. Um, you know, DJU had a couple interceptions. 
think he hopefully cleans that up. But I think this would be one of the better defenses Oregon has faced, so I don't picture them just running up and down the field. So I'll go ahead and take the underdog in the rivalry. Too many points. But you got thoughts or play? I, I think it's it's probably a pretty good line, right? I mean, it, I think Oregon State's a good football team. Uh, there's some chance that Oregon just destroys their corners. I mean, if I had to play it, I would probably uh, play like an Oregon team total over. Uh, but then again, that's still dangerous because there's some chance that Oregon State dictates the pace here. Uh, and I, I don't think that you're going to just become a millionaire by betting against Jonathan Smith coach teams. Right. Like, even though I like the matchup, Smith's still a damn good football coach. So, uh, I, I don't really think there's a lot of value here for this one. But I, again, that's kind of the beauty of, of a college football board. You got 67 games, right? 130 plus sides and totals, first halves, team totals, derivatives, props, all that kind of stuff. You, you everybody can kind of find their own flavor. I, I just, I don't really see a lot of value in this one. 65 games this week. You know, USC's on the sideline. Army's on I got the about side 40 line. plays. I'm trying to whittle <laughs> down. <laughs> Somebody, said, like, Let's get out here like, <laughs> Somebody said this one day. I'm like, I skipped one. Let's just let this play out. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I shed a tear, you know, putting together my worksheet this week. Saw 65 games. I was like, this is the last time. It's the last time we're going to have 65 games to pull together. Uh, after uh, after this Saturday, uh, we will enter into postseason mode. Uh, also, on Friday, we've got Texas Tech at Texas. This game at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. By the way, 8.30 kickoff for Oregon and Oregon State. You can watch that on Fox. 7.30 Texas, Texas Tech game in Austin. Uh, Texas favored by 12.5 over under a 54.5. Anybody got a lock for the Longhorns and the Red Raiders? Wow. I do as long as Bud doesn't. I just checked my lock fight record with Bud. He absolutely owns me. So I, I don't want to take a bet and then see him fade it because I just don't want to be there. But do you have any do you have any action on this one? I, I no, I, I have not bet this yet. I I kind of thought about betting Texas here. All right, think. Do it. Give me Texas. Slam. <laughs> yeah, all right. Give me Longhorns. I just want to make sure. Um Get you 12 I, think, and a half. I think they were impressive last Are week. Undefeated against you? Yeah, I think you're five and oh in lock fights. That's why no, I'm terrified. I, 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 I don't blame you then. Yeah. Uh no, but I, I Texas Tech. I think they've been okay. I don't. I mean, they're not great. I think Texas. That they looked impressive last week. Quinn Ewers keeps getting healthier. I think that's probably the most important aspect of this. The further removed is there. The Jonathan Brooks loss. You're getting past there. Baxter look okay. Like I just think this is a game they roll as long as it's under two touchdowns. I'll lay it all day. That's a good point. Is that Jordan's comment? Is that just a comment that's just thrown out there? Jordan can do that. He can just make up a comment yep. for me. Pretty much. I would, I would just like to point out this is on me. Danny, you are technically six and one in lock fights against Bud because I did not include the Latif fights in the records last week. So no, he's against me, isn't he up? No, but I'm saying I'm yeah, sorry, you're one and six, oh. not oh and yeah. five. Because yeah. you went one and one oh, last week. I feel week. much better now. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> See? Well, hey, you gotta win on the board. That's, that's really right. what matters. That's right. Um, okay. Well, now let's open it up. All of Friday is there for the taking. Uh, who wants to get it started? I'll go. Meep, meep. UTSA. Three and a hook, right? I think they've been the better football team. Tulane does a lot of messing around. Um, they are, without a doubt, better than most every... We're talking about two teams that are 7-0 in conference play, like the undisputed top tier. 
but I I think that UTSA has been playing in a in a form that is a little bit more dominant against that lesser competition. Tulane's, you know, sometimes plays with its food, can't really put teams away all the time. And I know this game's going to be on the road, but especially if I can get three and a hook, let, let's go with Frank Harris. Let's go with Jeff Trailer. Um, I think in a win-and-you're-in game for the American Athletic Conference Championship between two head coaches who, by the way, might also be having their agents working those phones this week. Um, I, no, no advantage one way or the other for the coaching search. Give me the Roadrunners plus three and a half. Shout out to Jonathan Smith, by the way, when he was asked about the other jobs. Like, Is your, has your agent been talking to other teams? And he goes, he better be. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thank you. God, I love that guy. <laughs> it's like, it's uh, literally his job to find out what's out there for me. Yes, he better be talking to other teams. I He's might really be State. one and six against Bud, but I'm three and three against Chip. I'm going to fight it. Let's go. Fight, fight, fight. Fight. I still think this is the big jump. I mean, I, I love Jeff Trailer, who, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw his. I don't, it's not even a denial. He was asked about interviewing, and he just said, I'm worried about Frank Harris and this UTSA roster. Like, he said, well, did you interview? I'm worried about Frank. He kind of, kind of pulled a Belichick, like just did not answer. Um, I like Tulane. I think Tulane at home. I, with, you can get three and a half. I can get three. Is that right? I get you three, yeah. Yeah, I'll lay the three. I think they're the better team. I think they're still fighting for the, uh, you know, the New Year's six spot. I think that matters. And I also wonder where UTSA's headspace is. Not that they would be shocked if their head coach left, but you always kind of wonder where that leaves a team. So I'll uh, I'll lay them with Tulane. I was looking through my betting spreadsheets. Uh, there, there is one team that I am perfect on betting this year, for or against. It's UTSA. And I'm riding with Danny this week. Oh, fight, fight, fight. I've bet, uh, I've bet seven UTSA games and I'm seven and oh. So either on the show or, you know, personal stuff. Look, this is like, they're both really good teams. I just think that Tulane has maybe been playing a little bit possum recently. Guys kind of, are they warming up and not playing? Tulane's been playing a real soft schedule. They've been battling a lot of injuries. Now I think it's kind of time to match that gas pedal and, and, and go. I, I, I do think Pratt's a better quarterback than Frank Harris. Maybe you get a couple weapons back at receiver. We'll see. You know, maybe you get a couple offensive linemen back who've been out. Defense is kind of what it is, but I'll I'll lay those three at home with Danny. Well, I mean, I sure hope that you're going to stop playing possum. I hope I stay perfect. Well, I, I mean, it's, it's like, well, they've been playing possum. It's the last week of the season. What the <laughs> hell are you waiting for? Come on. I like this. I like this. All right. Bar fight against the old boys. Chip, as somebody who's been in plenty of bar fights against these two, I wouldn't worry too much. It's not uh, that hard. Yes. Um, all right. What else? Who? What else do we have from Friday? Uh, I've got a play from Friday. I've got another. Yeah, go ahead. Iowa plus two and a half. Nebraska is favored against the team that has won the division when Nebraska has lost three in a row trying to get to bowl eligibility. And gee, let me think about something here. What does Iowa's defense do to you? Oh, that's right. The reason Iowa keeps winning is because you can't score on it and they always force turnovers. Which team leads the world in turnovers this season? Yeah, Nebraska. They fumble like seven times a game. They throw a couple interceptions. I'm supposed to take that team as a favorite against the Hawkeyes? No, thanks. Give me Iowa. 
And this game, by the way, you can see on CBS on Friday, 12 p.m. kickoff from Memorial Stadium in Lincoln. Come and hang out with us uh, Friday, starting around 11 a.m. Eastern time. Danny will be in studio. Uh, some of the rest of us join in uh, virtually for the college football pregame. It's like a double game day for us, boys. We get to do a full game day Friday. Then a full game day Saturday, rocking and rolling. Uh, CBS has this game, and uh, as well as another one, in which I will ask you, do you think that game's at 12, then at 4 o'clock we're going to go to Razorback Stadium. Does anybody want to bite a Sam Pittman? I would like to have a play on Iowa. You'd like ooh. to? Uh, ooh. Yes. Are you tagging the total? No, uh, kind of. So I guess this is – let's play me my theme music, Chip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. It's time for sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. Sometimes I, I think there's just something seriously wrong with me. You know, yeah. like you, you, you have opinions on stuff. Like last night I found myself tweeting like, Man, Bowling Green has done a great job with front seven development multiple years in a row. Like, I should probably go outside and touch some grass. But, <laughs> man, I, I, one of those things happened this morning. I, I saw it come across the uh, the, the Spankod screen that Chubba Purdy is confirmed as the starter. And I was like, I found myself thinking, like, that's a good thing. Like, he played okay against Wisconsin. Like, damn, I haven't – like, how messed up does your offense have to be for my reaction to be like, yeah, I'm glad they got Chubba Purdy starting, right? Like, that's – that's not a good thing. So I want to just avoid this completely on the offensive side. But I'm looking at our partner's FanDuel, and I'm seeing that the team total for Iowa is 12 and a half. <laughs> How can I not go under on the 12 and a half here for Iowa? And like, I just, there are certain teams against Iowa that I think can do a good job of sort of playing real conservatively and not turning it over. And I think that's who Matt Rule's picking to play quarterback. I think he he trusts Chubba Purdy to have the fewest turnovers, right? And, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of punting, good Nebraska defense. Iowa team total under 12.5 for the full game is what I'm going to go with there. I don't even have my mask nearby. I'm contaminated. <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need treatment. That's where's, so the hor- where's the horse paste? <laughs> Just, I do think with Iowa, 12 and a half is normally not a key number, but the field goals, the, the four field goals, it could co- could be in play here in this one. So, oh, apparently there's 13 and a half out there. Yeah, but what's the juice? Yeah. yeah. 12 and a half is a reasonable juice number. Uh, we, we, 13 we, and a half isn't sicko either. I agree. Yeah, 12 yeah. and a half is yes. sicko. Let's, let's go with that 12 and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Oh, man. I don't I'm I'm glad I'm I'm so happy we're here. I, uh, I want to see if there's a decent 13 and a half out there for you. <laughs> all right. So 120. Missouri, Arkansas. Anybody getting a piece? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear Bud, it. Bud, you do anything? <laughs> no. It's not the way I'll, this works, Danny. <laughs> I'll, I'll be drinking a cold beer and watching this one, but no. Yeah. Give me that cold beer. Give me Sam Pittman coming back. Uh, Mizzou last week, I think they were caught celebrating a little bit. Um, I just think it's a, again, another kind of rivalry game end of the season. Where's Mizzou? They're kind of, they've had this emotional run. They're having this season 
you know, for the ages. They haven't had this much success. Arkansas, I do think they'll fight. I think they'll play hard. I think they'll keep it inside the numbers. So give me the home dog. I like that. Uh like that a lot. I would love to love to see. I mean, at home too. Yeah. It'd be exactly. it'd be nice to see the good vibes for uh for Sam Pittman um to to finish this year because he has a challenging couple of weeks coming up here at the conclusion of this game. Right now, just try to beat Missouri. All right, any anything Don't else? Don't underestimate the power of senior day either. Hmm? Just watch out. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's nothing like getting a hug from your coach on the field before the game to fire you. Well, some of these guys have had illustrious careers. You want to send them off with a good fight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to Boston. Oh, yeah. you've been waiting on this one in the winter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like I, I, I never been to Boston. Um, I'm, I'm a Florida guy. Right. I, look, I. Like so I'm from Fort Myers. And that's where the Red Sox spring train. So I, I feel like I, I get some of that, you know, some of that vibe down there. I'm going to lay it with Miami here. I know that might surprise some people, and, and I know there's been some some real money come in on Boston College early this week. But I, it's normally terrible gambling logic to be like, "Hey, I'm going to bet this team. I'm just going to take the money line." But if you watch as much ACC ball as we do. Athletically, these teams aren't close. Mm-hmm. It really sort of is like, okay, if Miami shows up and actually cares, they should win the game by double digits. Like BC has fought really hard. They've had a bunch of injuries. They can kind of play with some of these teams. You know, the fake punt against Syracuse worked in the dome, but Syracuse is really limited. Vatek on an athlete perspective, outclass them. You know, Pitt had multiple explosive plays. That's a Pitt offense that doesn't have much, right? I think Miami shows up. And, and like, they didn't quit against Louisville. I know the, the fans did, but the team didn't. I think Miami, like, this is crazy because they're certainly not trustworthy and they played overtime games against Virginia and lost to Georgia Tech at home. But I think Miami's a better team here. So, 45 degrees, windy. I think that actually, <laughs> I'm with Bud. Lock it up. Give me the children. Okay. I actually think this is a game you can win the line of scrimmage on both sides. I think you try to get the run game going. TVD, man, he's banged up. You make you mention the win. I think that even takes it more into a physical game where you just run it. Um, I think they're going to fight too. Wasn't. Too pumped with the uh, – did you guys see Tyler Van Dyke non-committal towards Bowl and next season for the Hurricanes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're going to have to figure out, like, can they convince Ja'Curry Brown to play in the Bowl game? Because yeah. if not – do you remember when Baylor had to play North Carolina? Sorry to bring this up, Chip. Okay. Uh, in, in the Bowl game, and Baylor didn't have any quarterbacks at all, and they ran Wildcat, and they ran for 645 yards. Mm-hmm. That could be Miami's Bowl game situation here. Yeah. I also wonder what the market's going to be for TVD. It'll be quite different than when he was, uh, you know, almost to Bama <laughs> preseason, which is wild. You think it'll Mario's, be strong? Mario's quarterback history might actually help Van Dyke's stock in the portal market because yeah. they're like, look, I mean, Herbert didn't put up crazy numbers with him, right? Like, we, can we really hold this against him? 
I'm not, senior not, day, but I'm not joking, very, by the way. Like, yeah. if I'm his agent, I'm saying, like, hey. Very astute observation. It's senior day at BC, but you know what they do? They go to grad school. They go get their master's, so they're not really done. <laughs> it's not that much of a boost. All I know is I just had visions of South Carolina quarterback Tyler Van Dyke. Ooh. If I'm him, I would pick a place that blocks a little better than South Carolina, but that it's, is – it's that's I just had a vision. Yeah. Um. Nobody wants a piece of Oklahoma TCU? No. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah. Okay. I like like to hear it. Uh, that's I think most of the notables. And um, I, I look. I understand. I've been hearing from a lot of people. You know the the Ford Field on Black Friday night principle. Oh, I do have something in that. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I I, I kind of forgot that was Friday. Yeah, that's Friday. Uh, Michigan State first half team total under five and a half. <laughs> It's time for sicko mode. Disgusting. Michigan State was like, look, they fought hard, but they luck boxed their way through that game against Indiana last week. And they have a lot of injuries, especially on the offensive line. I mean, I I don't even know if Drew Aller is going to play. And I still think Penn State's going to cover the whole number just because I, I, I think a shutout is legitimately in play here for this Penn State defense against Michigan State. Um, they said they traveled 45 scholarship players to Indiana. So, Man, I want to take Sparty so bad. Prime time. I think they fight. I think Penn Here's State overrated. If you lose, what time is this game? 7.30? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if we lose this, you're going to get credit for like not watching the game and going and spending more time with your family. Like, wow, look at that. So it's kind of a win-win. No, what you're going to be doing is watching Texas, Texas Tech, and Oregon, Oregon State. Right. There are other games. (laughs) You're already spending time away uh, during this window. Ooh. Um, Yeah. Impressive. As somebody in the Cover 3 tailgate said, bud, you're going to mess around and start a new pandemic. I mean, this is just disgusting. (laughs) This really, really sick, sick stuff that we've got. And I would want nothing else here. Uh, on my, week 13. My sickle mode stuff is not. <laughs> my sickle mode stuff on the show has not been on a good run, man. I, I, I we, we need to turn it around. Well, this is, this is, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, Danny <laughs> says Bud's gonna be in the local mall department store on Black Friday, asking the TV department to put on the Sparty game. <laughs> oh man, everybody's running to grab these big screens, and he's like, "Hold on, hold on, leave that plugged in." And it's like, "Let's go." And I'm not Hold on, Michigan State's in field goal range, and there's only a minute and a half left in the half. Hold Tell on. me you guys have not done that before. What, like, ask them to change a game in a store? Putting a bet in a department store, like a big box store, <laughs> like what you shop with your wife, and be like, hey, hold on, I, I got I got to bet this second half. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll meet you over in toys or you know whatever, appliances. So good. All right. <clears throat> Coming up on the other side – Turning the page to Saturday with more of our Week 13 Locks next. Guys, I got some good news. It's happening. 
It's happening. We are so excited that Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, we are hosting an Iron Bowl pregame watch party sponsored by Modelo, the mark of a fighter. And we will be joined by current New York Jet and former Alabama star Quinnen Williams sitting down to talk about the Iron Bowl, the rivalry, um, his time at Alabama, uh, and what he thinks about this year's team. Quinnen's always an awesome conversation, and we are very, very excited. We would love for you to come hang out with us as well. So again, make sure that you are tuned into all of the Cover 3 podcast social media channels. That's going to be the easiest way to find us. Uh, YouTube.com slash Cover 3. Make sure you're subscribed. Again, this Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that is when we're going to be getting going with our Iron Bowl pregame watch party sponsored by Modelo, the mark of a fighter. All right. <laughs> we we begin <clears throat> uh we begin our Saturday with Michigan and Ohio State. Who's got a lock on the game? Buckeyes. Three and a half still out there? Uh yeah. Yeah. It's rotation number. Any uh fours? No, there's no fours. There's okay. all three and a halves. Um so in a game where both defensive lines, in my opinion, are better than both offensive lines, and by the way, we spent 20 minutes breaking this game down on Tuesday's show. Um, it was one of those things you you plan for hopefully eight, nine minutes, just the way it lays out. You're going through editing the show. You're like, man, we did 20 minutes. Well, it's one of the biggest games, not only of the year, but in recent years. So I'm glad that we were able to give it. It flew by, but I'm glad we were able to give it the deep dive treatment. So go and check that out if you want to get really into the matchups. But simply put, I... I do think that with both defensive lines being better than both offensive lines, it's it's just going to be difficult to score. Lower scoring game is going to likely lead to tighter results. When I'm able to get three and a half, then you know I, I think there's going to be some value on the dog. I'm always going to be attracted to it, but I'm also going to be attracted to the the impact of those like difference makers. You know the the fact that Marvin Harrison Jr. is there. The fact that as I've said a lot this week, Travion Henderson has had such a strong close to this season, such a strong November. I, I My pick on CBSSports.com, uh, on the expert picks, is Ohio State to win the game. I am less confident in, in Ohio State straight up to win, but I do think that we are talking about that kind of coin flip of a scenario where three and a half has a lot of value, so give me the Buckeyes. I have a play. It's not on the side. It is on the total. Give me... Ohio State, Michigan, over 45 and a half. Okay. This is, if you look at the history of this series and look at the last few years, typically 45 points is what you've needed to win the game. It has been a high-scoring affair. Both of these teams spend the entire season intentionally not showing stuff that they are saving specifically for this game. You see it every year when they play. They pull out stuff you haven't seen them do at any other point in the season. That is going to be the case again this year. That has been the case the last couple of weeks with Michigan. It has been the case with Ohio State, who has been tearing bad teams apart offensively, but has been staying pretty basic in what they're doing. They've got stuff planned. They're going to bring it out. The other team will not know it. The other team will not have the signals for it. It will be a surprise. We will see big plays and a lot of them. Over 45 and a half. Let the children sing. With t- 
Tom? Yeah. yeah. The last time it did not go over 45 and a half points was in 2010. Woo. We're talking like a pretty long track record. And other t- I mean, it's usually in the 60s, sometimes the 70s that it's been up there. I think there's too much talent. You know, it was interesting. I talked to Cardell Jones this morning. I had never heard this because we played in rivalry games. And he said every week they would have like a five-minute period throughout every week of the season where it was just Michigan. And they mm-hmm. would have a couple plays defensively, offensively, where they would prep for this game, which is wild. I've seen the count countdown clocks. Both schools have them. Countdown to the game. They won't reference the team. They'll You know what it is. But I had never heard of that. Uh, maybe if you play a triple option team, you put in a period like a few weeks before. But every week, to Tom's point, I think they're going to have some schemes dialed up. Um, so I like that one too. I like the over. You know what else I like? I like fighting Chip because we're about to have some separation Sunday. Let's go. Fight. 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 Man, until I see Ohio State do it, like it's in Ann Arbor. I think they both come in with totally – like you come in, it's like, man, Ohio State is rolling. Michigan comes limping into this game. I know they got injuries, offensive line, but go look at what Michigan did to the opponents that Ohio State has been beating up on. They did the exact same thing. I think a lot of it is about where you are, you know, right now. I think the perception of Michigan is, oh, maybe maybe they're not as good. Until Ohio State meets that physicality, I don't trust Kyle McCord in this situation. I still think you'll get some big plays to Marvin Harrison Jr., but I also think there could be a Pick six, scoop and score, similar to what we saw in the Penn State game, which was called off the board. Still don't trust him in this situation. As you know, I was down on JJ McCarthy winning a national championship, but I still like him in this game. Uh, so give me Michigan, lay him. Nothing. Bud, Bud's the silent assassin, right? Not really. Now. I mean, look, I I I lean Michigan at three. Um I don't really want to play like like three heavily juiced, uh, and I I lean under, but I I just some of these biggest games in week thirteen are are the hardest to bet. Like these teams are both well covered. Like we we get the million camera angles. If somebody gets hurt, we generally know it. Like the the power numbers, there's not a lot of not a lot of mystery. And I I I think this is a fairly good line because of the uncertainty that Michigan has displayed in recent weeks. Now, I think there is an argument that, like, look, Ohio State's been feasting on sort of the worst teams recently, whereas Michigan feasted on the easy part of its schedule early. But Maryland's not good, so that kind of flies in the face of that. So, I, I don't know. I, I kind of lean Michigan, but it's not enough for to actually, like, lock it up. All right. Uh, then, the SEC on CBS Game of the Week heads to Jordan-Hare Stadium. For the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn, who's got a lock for the Iron Bowl? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Alabama first half minus seven and a half. We are looking at the scenario that Alabama needs. That when Danny talked on Big Game Breakdown about wanting to get to a fast start and take the crowd out of it. You know, set yourself up so that in the second half you can start to, you know, take your foot off the gas and and just make sure that we get in and out of town with the win, uh, head on to Atlanta to go ahead and get yourself ready for the Georgia Bulldogs. I wonder where Auburn is at. I understand we've got some sandbagging potential. We've got some Hugh Freeze first 15 game script 
that we are flying in the face of. But I just I I just think Alabama is a much 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 better team, and so uh, I, I'm going to go Alabama just for the first half minus seven and a half. Let's be up by ten at halftime. Let's see that. I've got nothing for this game. <laughs> yeah, I I just we I picked. I wanted to bet. I wanted to bet Bama had Auburn not screwed around last week. But now it's inflated. So but like people are betting Auburn. They 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 think Auburn like they, they don't really believe in Bama. That we'll we'll see if, if they should. We picked it the other day with Brady, uh Quinn on we had to pick it. I laid him with Bama. I mean, it feels kind of like again, when I mentioned this, it felt like Georgia, Tennessee. Like and you're trying to talk yourself into the underdog. It's at home. And then you just see this separation that takes place. And I still think Alabama's just at a different level. But who knows? Maybe Auburn can pull out the all the stops and have a game like they did against Georgia. Maybe they can get the quarterbacks running. I just – I'm not going to play it. <clears throat> all right. By the way, just – Danny, picking games on Tuesdays is tough. And they get you in there every single Tuesday. And they're asking for your best bets. And, like, you just did Monday Night Football. And there's so much going on. And it was your birthday. <laughs> so, like, it was no surprise when you trotted out FSU as your best bet on your oh, birthday. Yeah. I, was like, oh, yeah. I was like, you're really asking Danny on his birthday on a Tuesday for his best bet on FSU Florida? Okay. You did a great <laughs> job with it. I mean, I, I, I definitely understand with it. So, let's, let's go ahead and head there next. Florida State, Florida on Saturday. Six and a half is uh, six and a half is the spread. Total sitting around 49 and a half or 50. Are, are we are we going it? Gators eat boogers is on uh, Danny's hat right now. If you're watching at youtube.com slash cover three, you're locking up uh, locking up the noise. Heck yeah, I am. Are you kidding me? Like, what kind of question is that? Of course I am. Under a touchdown, <laughs> let's go. And all of a sudden, all the talk is starting to creep up. Like, oh, and, you know, Florida State might be left out if they're undefeated. Uh, a couple things. One, we have. It's almost like we forgot that. I mean, Graham Burtz has been really good for the Gators. Like, he's been a good quarterback for them. They're playing without him as well. But guess what? He does not have the supporting cast that Tate Rodemaker has. So I think Rodemaker is going to come in. I think he's got better weapons. I think he has the better defense. I think Mike Norvell will put him in a position to succeed. I think he's a very underrated play caller. Um, Jaheim Bell's getting healthier. I think you got the two big wide receivers on the outside to get the run game there. I do think it's like getting the keys to a really nice car. Just don't drive it off the cliff. And I think he'll be able to manage the game enough. It's just that initial wave. Like, that's what I'm kind of curious. Like, the first time, first quarter, first third down, it's going to be loud. They're going to be going nuts. Just don't make the big mistake to keep him in it. I don't think he does. Uh, I think Florida State rolls. Over. Lock lock agreement. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. All right, bud, you hit this one. Uh, look, I, I I totally agree with Danny there. I, I I said on Nolcast this morning, homers, strikeouts are fine. Meaning explosive plays and, and like three and outs, punts, no problem. Just don't hit in double plays. Don't give Florida the short fields there. Uh, also, Kentron Poitier uh, is his is Tate's favorite target from second team, and he missed a lot of the season with an injury. But he was kind of their – but come out of the spring, he was supposed to be their number two until they're like, oh – Keon Coleman's in the portal. Let, like, let's let's go get him. But like Tate and him have a good connection, so I think FSU you know could run 
you know, more three wide if they want to. Um, I get, but she's got a lot of weapons. I, I trust Norvell as a play caller to go and score, you know, 30 ish. And Florida might have both tackles out and a freshman backup quarterback. Like that's not a great recipe against FSU's D-line. So I'm going to go ahead and lay it. Uh, yeah, I'm on the over. This game's going to be dumb. It's going to be sloppy. I think we've got at least one defensive or special teams touchdown. I think that the number drops because we've got those backup quarterbacks in, and there's just too much skill out there. I think it, it will be a raucous atmosphere, and I just I do not think Florida is disciplined enough to be able to handle this moment and just like be a lock solid, you know, we're going to go and we're going to win this 23, 21 Florida overs. I'm not going to call it an ATM machine, but they have been generous to those who, who frequent. So uh, let's say that that trend continues. And I do think we've got a little bit of value. So I'm going to go Florida state, Florida over 50 and a half, 49. I can get you 50, 50. All right, let's do it. Wow. That's all it is. Exactly. Come on. Like every single time I run this in my head, we're going to be able to get this thing over 50. Uh, by the way, I see some people accusing Bud and I of being homers, FSU boys. Uh, when we do pick seven and three, best lock agreement record on the show. Mm. You better Dan- step it up. <laughs> Dan- Danny with the series history, like when they asked yeah. Chip, Chip hey, to write track previews. record now. Oh, look at that. Oh, we need to 200 words to intro this Uh, game. Let's talk about series history. FanDuel's 49 and a half, by the way. So let's let's go ahead and get that to chip because 30 to 20 is a is a pretty likely outcome here. All right. Or within the realm of possibility. Thank you, FanDuel. Make every moment more. (laughs) Um, all right. Anything else on FSU Florida? All right, let's keep it rolling on Saturday. Washington and Washington State, the Apple Cup. You can watch this one at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Huskies favored by 16 and a half over under of 68 and a half. Anybody jumping in on this one? It's at 16 and a half now. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Washington State. Give me the Cougs. Yep. Um, I think Cam Ward might be better than a lot of quarterbacks that Washington has faced, uh, including the one they faced last week and picked off twice. I think he's pretty dynamic. Uh, Washington's defense, I don't think they're fixed. And it's one of the reasons, like in both these games, the the rivalry games right after and right before the Pac-12 championship game, like it's just coming down the stretch, you know? I think you've got a real tendency to look ahead. Maybe even if you do get a lead, Get some of your guys out of there. You know, if you're feeling comfortable around two touchdowns. So I'm going to take the dog way too many points in a rivalry game. Lock agreement. Lock agreement? Yeah. Okay. Killing me. I think Wazoo might be live. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Look, I, you know, my feelings on, on my thoughts on Colorado, uh, but I, I actually, like, independent of the Colorado mess, liked what I saw from Washington State. Like, it was a clean operation. They played hard. It looked like some of their guys that were getting back from injury played pretty well. I, I think I would bet this at anything 14 and a half or better. So I'll go ahead and take those 16 and a half points. You guys are killing me on the dock, by the way. Just absolutely killing me. 
Why? <laughs> There's a lot of color. Trying to get everything to line up. There are way too many lock agreements. Danny's got like a thousand locks in and everyone's agreeing with somebody else. It's just trying to keep it all. No, it's 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 killing me. So no concern. I guess. Uh, I guess you could say that this is the Cam Ward audition tape for the next Power Five job that he's going to have. Y'all see that, you know, um, I think it was his older sister, right? Older sister says, or maybe it was his mom. You know, like, so proud of him. Uh, finished his gra- finished his undergraduate degree in two and a half years. Look at that. There you go. So, that's it's so funny because I think that means he can transfer again. Yep. Without <laughs> sitting out. <laughs> Whoa. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Cam Ward. Maybe going to be playing for USC next year. Who knows? Um, all right. Washington State might be live. You heard it here first on the Cover Three podcast from Bud Elliott, and my, that would be uh, that would be quite the development for the Pac-12's playoff hopes uh, and the picture in general. Coming up on the other side, we open up the board. Anything for Saturday goes. Plus, a little bit later on, our money line sprinkles next. Friday, we kick off a huge holiday weekend of college football beginning at noon Eastern with a Big Ten on CBS matchup between Iowa and Nebraska, followed by the SEC on CBS, where Missouri takes on Arkansas. Then, on Saturday at 3.30 Eastern, the SEC on CBS features Alabama versus Auburn in the next chapter of the Iron Bowl. A huge helping of college football begins Friday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I decay. We're a little heavy here. Do you do you want to or need to unload the clip? How's the actually? No, you guys go. You guys go. I got to whittle some of these down. I got a bunch written down. Does anybody else that's behind have one? I've, I've I mean, only I've, got three picks in. That's Ooh. what I'm saying. Get Man, Tom here. These guys just won't stop picking everything. Um, chopper spray. <laughs> I'm gonna go for some. We'll start. Let's see. Uh, Kansas minus six at Cincinnati. Cincinnati. The last few weeks has looked kind of out of it. And also, if I've mentioned, you know, like the, the new Big 12 teams versus the old Big 12 teams, if you look at Cincinnati's performance this year against the old money Big 12 teams versus compared to the new money Big 12 teams, it's like been a totally different team in these games. I like Kansas going on the road here against Cincinnati. So give me the Jayhawks minus six. Um, I will go ahead and uh, let's say the uh, the blind bet of the week LSU team total over I think I've got 39 and a half out here right uh-huh. we are trying hard to get Jaden Daniels that Heisman trophy this is your last opportunity to make sure that all the yards and all the touchdowns are going to line up with all the statistical comparisons so that you can send out the flyer that says the only players that have hit this mark this mark this mark this mark are Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow and oh, they're all Heisman Trophy winners. So um, yeah, I, I think that I don't care that it was Georgia State. You didn't need to be that over the top, pouring it on late. That is some stat padding in the finest way. I'm, I'm gonna go LSU team total over 39 and a half. Hey, Chip. Neighbors needs 133 yards to have the all-time receiving record. Oh, so it's just across the board. We're just we're we're trying to write write twenty. We can't win the SEC. We can't make the college football playoff. But we're going to make sure this twenty twenty three LSU offense is remembered in the history books. Yes, Tom. Uh, fight. 
Oh, yeah. On a team total? Fight. 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 I, I am fading that line of thinking. It is a popular line of thinking, but uh, the Texas A&M defense doesn't exactly suck. Like if if you look at what the Aggies have done let, the last you know all season, really, only one team has scored forty points on them all season long. It was Miami in that game way back in week two or whatever it was. Other than that, they've only allowed more than thirty points once. And that was Ole Miss putting up 38. Everybody else is 10, 3, 10, 22, 26, 20, 17, 10, 10. Texas A&M looked a little free last week. Like they got something off their back. Looked to be happy. Looked to be joyful. Looked to be a team that would love to do nothing else but destroy LSU season. I do think LSU is going to be trying to get Jaden the Heisman. I don't think Texas A&M is Georgia State. I do not think he's going to have that same kind of game. I think he'll have a good game, but I don't think he'll have enough to get 40 points. So LSU team total under 39 and a half. I, I kind of lean chip here because what passing offenses has LSU faced? You mean has Texas A&M faced? Sorry, yes, has yes. Texas A&M faced, right? Like mm-hmm. Ole Miss scored pretty good number on him, what, 38? And mm-hmm. they had a like a, a pretty crazy was it pick six or Alabama uh, put up twenty six, Tennessee put up twenty. Yeah. And no, look, look, I I am LSU's O line is way better than Bama and uh, and especially yeah, Tennessee. And, and mm-hmm. I'm also look maybe maybe a little motor question, right? You know what? Lost season. What's yeah. if this goes under? I think it's tempo, right? You got a defensive interim coach for A and M. Probably the third string quarterback again for AM, if I would have to think. I, I don't have we seen any reports of Max Johnson's playing because I, I have not. Uh is Evan Stewart playing? I don't know. So you you know what I'm not they, a fan of? What's that? Like just going for individual awards. Give me the Aggies. Oh just give me the points of the Aggies. Plus eleven and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, LSU's defense is still a problem. I mean, it's not fixed. I think Jalen Harrison's been pretty good. They've been running him, a little more, like more, more running quarterback play. Hasn't made the big mistake. Throws it okay. Like I, I think they can put up some points. So, yeah, I, I, I could see a shootout potentially. We've seen some wild outcomes in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is the game last year, right, that Texas A&M won out of nowhere? Yep. Like one outright? Mm-hmm. So I, maybe they, maybe they like to play hard in this one finish out the season strong even if like this is where i think the pro mindset comes in where coaches used to tell you if you were on a bad season a bad underperforming season they'd be like hey everyone's watching put out some good tape <laughs> like i wouldn't be surprised that's what some of them hey you guys want to go somewhere else you better finish strong put out some good tape i don't know if they're that far to the pro angle yet but i think we'll get a good fight from AM. I mean they they are compensated like professionals right so let's see if they've got that pro mindset um, I mean, but who who wants to jump in here? I'll go again. Um, oh. this is a team. I mean, I've already I've loved their quarterback this year, but I'm telling you right now, 2024, I am going to be so obnoxious about the Virginia Cavaliers as long as Anthony Calandria is the starting quarterback, and I see my who's getting three points at home against a Virginia Tech team that dang it. I think they've improved as the year went on, but I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're ready for what the whoopsie Daisy King has in store for them. Give me the who's plus three. Boom, boom, boom. I'm just kidding. 
I'm going <laughs> stadium. That's your hardest one. You struggle with that one. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see the. Never mind. I, it, what is coming out is the sound of me playing it as a fifth grader on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> like that's like I'm not hearing it at the concert. I'm not hearing it on my car stereo. I'm hearing it like a fifth grader with an acoustic guitar, and because that's what that sounds like. No distortion. No oomph. Poorly fretted. <laughs> it's my earliest memory with Inner Sandman. All right. Um, I do kind of think there's like a freezing point, bo boiling point thing with Vatex offense. Like against good defenses, they really can't do anything. But against like average or below average defenses, they, they look fine and put up points. Like they scored on Boston College. They scored on Syracuse, you know, but like Florida State, you just shut them down, and so did for the most part NC State until you know some late scores. I, I don't know. Like may, maybe UVA's defense shows up, but I kind of like Tom's angle. Um, I'm gonna go back to uh, the the team total world, and um, let's go Georgia team total over 41 and a half against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's defense ain't it. Like if you if you were we we're already riding a high with the Georgia team total train, um, and a lot of different ways that this could go in terms of you know the rivalry game. You know what does Georgia want to do or not want to do? I think the Yellow Jackets defense has been porous enough, consistently enough that even if Georgia runs out um, a simplified playbook and attack over the course of four quarters, they're going to end up finding the end zone more than a handful of times. So, yeah, let's go uh, Georgia team total over 41 and a half. I, I'm not locking it up. I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what the first half team total is. I, I worry about the second half of that game. Just putting it in the park? Yeah, there's a very good chance Georgia like will have the game under wraps by halftime and really not need to do anything from that point on. Yeah. I mean, but even when you run up the middle against Georgia Tech, I could True. be a thirty-five yard touchdown. True. All right, what? Uh, who wants to jump in? I got a couple left. I have three left. Do we want to do a quick recap while we get organized? Danny, do you need to let the chopper spray? Where, where are we at? Oh, I can spray them if you want them. Okay. Let <laughs> me just spray spray a few at you. Yeah. yeah. Colorado's playing Utah. They're a twenty-one and a half point dog. Shadur Sanders is banged up. But you know what? Utah's not that good. I, give me Colorado plus 21 and a half. I'm going to take the dogs here. I think they finish it out stronger than people think. Um, I know it was ugly. Maybe that was a wake-up call. Again, I just I don't know if Utah's got that blowout in them, the explosiveness that Washington State had. So I think they'll bounce back. Um, give me UCLA laying nine against Cal. I think you saw a big win for UCLA. Yeah, we're going off the board here, Chip. That's right. We're going to keep going. Uh, I think UCLA wants to shave Chip Kelly's job. I think you saw that last week. I still think this defense is incredible. I think they'll be able to shut down Cal. Uh, give me Kansas State laying nine and a half against Iowa State at home. It was a little underwhelming last week. I think Iowa State, I like their fight. I just don't. I think they're kind of coming to the end. I think they're running out of gas, running out of steam a little bit. You so still want it if it's 10. Oh, is it 10? Yeah. The best. All right. Uh, is it really 10? Yeah. 
I'll lay off it because I have so many. I'll stay away from that one. If it goes back down, I'll hammer it. Uh, last one, Oak State. What's my number in Oklahoma State? It's a big number. 16 and a half I can get you. Lay them. Don't matter. They're winning by three touchdowns. Ollie Gordon's back, baby. Three touchdowns. BYU shot their wad last week. They're done. Um, I'll, I've, I'm in there too, but not. I'm not against you. Well, we've got a little bit of different angles, though. I guess everything could still get home. Give me the Oklahoma State BYU under 56 and a half. We got I mean, BYU's offense, and especially just BYU away from Provo. I've, I'm not expecting that to be. Um, I'm just not expecting the Cougars to be able to score a bunch in this game. And look, the it's so funny. Someone made the observation during the Oklahoma game. It's like BYU just because of the way the program has been built up. Um, they, they kind of look like the same team almost every single year. I mean, I understand fundamentally that players get older and players graduate, but you could tell me that this same old, big, strong team is going to go out there and, and make life just a little bit difficult, just difficult enough that Oklahoma State's not going to go out there and put like a 50-burger on the board on their own. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go under 56 and a half in Oklahoma State BYU. Bud, do you have anything left? I've got one. I mean, here, West Virginia minus eight and a half. West Virginia is playing at Baylor. Um, reading the tea leaves from Dave Aranda's press availabilities. <laughs> Did y'all see this? Yeah. His Correct me if I'm wrong, but like my interpretation of his comments, and I'm sorry they don't have them pulled up because the most important thing was for me to scratch down West Virginia minus eight and a half the second I heard it. But he almost acknowledged that because of the NIL era, he feels like he judges some of these players who are looking to make the bag and that he changes his evaluation of them based on the way that things are going during recruiting. When he's saying that ahead of the portal season, sounds like he doesn't have the support of the big money boosters who could help him go into the portal and find the players to keep Baylor from falling to the bottom of the Big 12. If he doesn't have the support of the boosters, then mm, we might not be long for the Dave Aranda era in Waco. Uh, it's And, you know, a little bit of, not wouldn't it be hilarious, but at least a twist of irony, if Neil Brown, the coach who started the year, number one on every single person's hot seat list. If he ends up uh, putting an end to uh, the Dave Aranda era with a win in Waco, give me West Virginia minus eight and a half. I don't hate it. Did you see Dion's comments on the portal? We're not an ATM. Kids don't come here thinking they're money bag. Yo, come on, Amazon. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, people will watch a show whether it's a dumpster fire or not, right? Like, they don't actually need them to be good to get ratings. Um, um, and I think that's it for me until Sprinkles. I've got three left. I don't know about you, but I have like one or two left. All right. I'll go rapid fire because I've got three unders left. All right. Uh, give me the under 43 in Wisconsin, Minnesota. I mean, don't even feel like I really need to go deep into the explanation on that one. Give me the under 47 in Northwestern Illinois. Again, I don't feel like I really need to go deep in the uh, explanation on that one. I will say Northwestern was, uh, they, they got that win last week, but Northwestern did not play well. I, I don't trust that offense to score a lot of points. And then finally, 
Kentucky Louisville under 50 and a half. The way I see this game going, Kentucky either comes comes at it with a great effort and kind of just muddies things up and makes it close and makes it low scoring and makes it tight, or Kentucky gets its doors blown off. And I think Louisville just kind of starts resting towards the end of the game to get ready for the ACC champ- championship. Either way, I don't know if it gets over 50 and a half points. So that's where I'm going. All right, got two. Staying local here. First year in the Big 12 has not gone real well uh, for UCF. They've had some really tight losses, including last week. But they also moved the ball real well last week. And, I mean, I, I bet Oak State last week, I, I couldn't really figure out why it was you know going against me, and, uh, and it did. And Houston was incredibly lucky to only lose by what it lost by. Like, they got a ton of breaks in that game and still lost by double digits. So – uh, I'm going to go ahead and lay the 13 and a half with UCF in Orlando. Should be nice weather for this, by the way. It uh, looks yeah. like, uh, what is it, 72. So uh, nothing too crazy there. I'm also going to lay it with Clemson. Mm. Uh, I, I think there's a certain level of team that South Carolina can block and a certain level that they can't. And Clemson's one of the type of teams they really can't block. So uh, go ahead and lay the Tigers seven. All right. Is that uh is that it? We ready for a quick little recap? Yeah, good luck. I mean, I feel terrible for Jordan in the graphic here because there's no way in the hell he's fit, fit putting all Danny's locks on the screen. <laughs> it wasn't me this time. No, he got it. Oh, <laughs> there we go. All right. Week 13, rivalry week, and Bud is on. Two lane minus three, Michigan State first half. Under five and a half. I'll say it again. Michigan State, first half, under five and a half. Iowa, team total, under 12 and a half. Miami, minus eight and a half. Florida State, minus six and a half. Washington State, plus 16 and a half. UCF, minus 13 and a half. Clemson, minus seven. I am on. UTSA, plus three and a half. Ohio State, plus three and a half. Alabama, first half, minus seven and a half. Iowa plus two and a half. LSU team total over 39 and a half. The Florida State, Florida over 49 and a half. The Georgia team total over 41 and a half. Oklahoma State, BYU under 56 and a half. And West Virginia minus eight and a half. And Danny is on. Tulane minus three, Michigan minus three and a half, Ohio State, Michigan over 45 and a half, Miami minus eight and a half, Florida State minus six and a half, Washington State plus 16 and a half, Oregon State plus 14, Texas minus 12 and a half, Arkansas plus seven and a half, Texas A&M plus 11 and a half, Colorado plus 21 and a half, UCLA minus nine and Oklahoma State minus 16 and a half. Tom's got Kansas minus six. Tom's got Kansas minus six. Virginia plus three. Ohio State, Michigan over forty-five and a half. Iowa plus two and a half. LSU team total under thirty-nine and a half. The Northwestern Illinois under forty-seven. Oregon State plus fourteen. Minnesota, Wisconsin under forty-three, and Kentucky, Louisville under fifty and a half. And now we turn our attention to this. Moneyline Sprinkles segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. And last week in the Sprinkles, Bud cashed with uh, UCLA. Uh, Chip cashed with Northwestern. We see Danny got, uh, got home with Northwestern as well. And Tom hit on Washington. And on you, his UNLV Rebels, 
Danny uh, currently up 9.9 .9 units in the sprinkles at 20 and 24. Second place is Chip at 10 and 24, but up 1.7 units. Then Tom in third place, 17 and 31, minus 0.63 units. Bud in fourth place, 12 and 30 at minus 4.8 units. Danny, what do the sprinkles look like? Uh, got a few of them. Iowa, you guys like them to cover. I like them to win against Nebraska. Same reasons you guys gave. We broke that down. Uh, Air Force has lost three in a row. No way the troops are losing four in a row. Figuring out ways without Larrier. Uh, it's been rough. But Boise State already bowl eligible. Uh, just got a feeling about that one. Uh, and then Pitt. Give me Pitt over Duke plus 195. I just think Pitt's a better team. Duke is a fraction of what they were uh, earlier this season since they've lost Riley Leonard. So I'll rock with those three. I think that's all I had. Did I have one more? Uh nope. That's all I saw. Yeah, there's another one I kind of want. Put it in. Give me Indiana uh, over Purdue. Let's see. It's the last game for their quarterback, Brendan Sorsby. 12 touchdowns, two interceptions. See where he is next year. But he's going to flash because he's playing for the free agents, free agency. Nice. All right. Um, I am going to go to Boston on Friday. Give me the Eagles. Uh, it, the all of the sensible, you know, the way that these two teams line up was 100% right. And but Bud said, if Miami shows up, then dot 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 dot. The sprinkle is Miami not showing up in Boston on the Friday after Thanksgiving. So, yeah, give me uh, the Eagles uh, at the best number I can get, looking like plus 290. I am also, Danny, with you on Iowa. I, I think that they are the better football team. I'm going to back up my spread play with a sprinkle of UTSA. And uh, two more. I'm going to go with the cold beer. Give me uh, Arkansas yes. against Missouri. Like it. Got nice, nice, some juice on that, but not, that's, that's not the juiciest sprinkle I've got here. I mean, I don't even know if this is a, a sprinkle. I mean, this is a big old jelly filled donut. Vanderbilt. Whoa! The best wow. number I can get. Seventeen hundred. Wow. Little bit of seventeen eighty. Oh, there we go. Is that bigger than Barton's? The what did Kansas, he, have? he had Kansas State outright. It was like Kansas State was like a twenty-four and a half point dog against mm -hmm. Oklahoma early in a season, and Kansas State won outright. Yeah, it's like, got to be bigger. No, because what's Vandy's? A, yeah, Vandy's twenty-seven here. So yeah, it was. It's probably about the same, honestly. It just you know if if there's anything that's left in the tank, you know I think this is time to try out new stuff, switch things up. Um, maybe you can catch Tennessee off guard a little bit, you know, thinking thinking that they're just going to go right into bowl prep. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going with Clark Lee, I'm going with Barton, and I'm going with this coaching staff to in a season that. In a lot of ways, I, I think that you have to objectively say it's a lost season, um, that they're going to be able to give themselves a little bit of juice uh, with, the, with the win against the Vols. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's make the final regular season sprinkle for me on the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, all right, Tom. Uh, well, I didn't have a play for it in the locks. Do you think I'm going to let an egg bowl go by without 
betting on something stupid to happen. Give me Mississippi State plus 320. It's the Egg Bowl. I don't need to explain it. Uh, UTSA, I'm with you, Chip, plus 145. Wazoo, plus 575, bud. Danny, I know you guys locked up the spread. I I, I agree. They're a live dog. This is going to be a closer game than that spread suggests, and I think the Cougs can shock the world. Uh, Iron Bowl, we will be doing the pregame show. I hope you join us for it. And just know, I've got a little bit on Auburn plus 520 because certainly wouldn't be the first time Hugh Freeze did something to Alabama. And finally, A&M plus 370. Let's rivalry, boys. Strange things happen on that final week of the season after Thanksgiving. I'm going a little big game hunting this week. You know what? I bet you I hit at least two of them. All right, bud. What you got? TCU plus 330 to go win in Norman. Uh, in, in what way does Oklahoma look trustworthy no. over like the last month? Untrustworthy. Like, so I think TCU can go score and maybe Oklahoma can just score enough to where this, this is a really bad bet. But I, I think that they could, they could be live. Um, I'm going to join you on Wazoo as well. I, I think Wazoo can probably go score extra day of prep. So good live betting game, by the way, Re- really good mm-hmm. live betting game. Most likely. Is that it? <clears throat> um, for everybody that supported this this year, I, I'll give you a freebie, basically. It's not, it's not a sprinkle, but it is a money line. I actually think Troy money line is a decent bet. Like, don't go nuts on it. Don't parlay it with everything. But like Troy does need this game for home field advantage in the Sun Belt. So I don't love laying 17 with Troy, but, um, you know, it – if you guys bet like favorite money lines too, that that's they, they do like it's not a nothing game. Some of these games this week are like like New Mexico State does not need this game against Jacksonville State. Correct. Right? They, the, the game, the championship game is next week in Liberty. It's a weird spot. Some of these teams they've already locked up their appearance in the championship, but you can still like motivate your team by telling them, hey, like we need this for home field advantage. So anyway, I'm betting it. All right. This Moneyline Sprinkle segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right, before we get out of here, we promised it. Look, they we threw it out there, and they delivered. <laughs> so the Dennis story. I, I feel like you... I you, jump. you guys were here for this. Okay. Yep, uh, the OGs. Right, so, see, so, see you, bud. <laughs> All right, so the way that I remember the Dennis story starting was we were going through the locks pod and Barton was about to discuss, I mean, obviously, we're we're guessing an Ole Miss game. Mm -hmm. And the very first line of his explanation was like, all right, boys, so when to get my teeth clean, got some good betting advice from my dentist. We all kind of like lost it a little bit. But then some of these... Dennis picks started. I mean, this has been running like, and oh, never mind. I'm not going to use his real name on here on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we started like, oh, like, let's, let's check in with the dentist every week. And, you know, even after Barton left, he established a relationship. Obviously, now um, you know, he's DM'd all of us. He, he texts Bud his picks every week. He loves the Cover Three podcast. And then he has been, uh, he, he's been such an awesome part of the show. But 
Tom, I, I don't know if I'm missing any like crucial parts of the story. I know the journey has included some highlights along the way, but it all started with the fact that the best explanation that Barton was able to give on a locks podcast was that this was a hot tip from his dentist and at the first one and maybe the first couple all cashed. Mm-hmm. And then he also hit the middle on the egg bowl because of a dog peeing or Elijah Moore peeing like a dog. Um, yeah, that's that's a lot of it. But also, it's not just that he's his dentist. I mean, they grew up together. Like, they went to school yeah. together. They're long time. It's not like Barton just suddenly went to the dentist one day and his dentist is like, yeah, I really like Ole Miss minus 17 this week. And Barton's like, taking it. But we didn't find that out till later. Correct. The reason it was funny was because at first we thought that this this dentist was just out here doing hot tips with Barton, you know? And yes, as you mentioned, he is, he is a, uh, a longtime friend of Barton and the Simmons family. And so uh, the, the, the dentist is, is a big old Miss guy. He, he, he rolls with big dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, we love and appreciate the, the contributions that he's made uh, to the Cover 3 podcast over time. All right. Although not last year when he had a losing record. I mean, last year there there was a time there where we were like, I don't know if we can keep we can keep taking the dentist plays. He's bringing us down, but he's he's rebounded nicely, and we're very very happy for him. Yeah, one hundred percent. He's going to add a new desk to the office or a new chair. I don't know what what what, what did dentists spend money on? Uh, golf clubs. <laughs> I've got two dentist friends. I can I can tell you right now. I see what they spend money on: <laughs> golf clubs and e bikes. <laughs> oh, dog, what do you need an e-bike for? Pedal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brett says he should have a guest appearance on the show uh, with a shadow face and a deep voice to hide his identity. Possibly. I, 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 I like him, uh, him, him dropping, uh, him dropping in. Is the dentist ever in the chat? I, I don't think so because, as we all know, dentists don't work on Friday. Again, mm-hmm. golf. And so he's got to get all those appointments in on Thursday uh, so that he can get in those leisure activities uh, on the, on the weekend, which starts on Friday. So yeah, that's, uh, that, that's about where it started. The journey has been fun along the way. And the egg bowl middle was because the penalty on Ole Miss allowed Mississippi state to win. He both won his bet on the game while also cashing the win win total. total. So He was in the most ma- like he had. It was a hedge, right? Mm-hmm. Like he had created the hedge with a big egg bowl bet because he knew that the win total was on the line. And Elijah Moore simulating a dog urinating on a fire hydrant, except on the stanchion of the goalpost, allowed for the dentist to hit the legendary egg bowl middle. So as you are watching the egg bowl on Thursday night with your friends and family, feel free to say, "Hey, y'all remember the dog pee game and how the dentist cashed the egg bowl middle." Just look at their eyes. See what they have to say about that. I, I do remember having to explain to Lynn why I was so excited about that when it was happening live <laughs> and realizing what had just happened. Yeah. Incredible stuff. Um, <laughs> look, happy Thanksgiving to all y'all. Like we seriously, we are so thankful for everybody who uh, hangs out with us live, who listens to it later. Uh, it submits questions who is a part of it. Um, we really appreciate it. So yeah, this, this week of Thanksgiving, uh, we want to make sure that we send the message that we're thankful to you. Please be safe uh, over the holiday weekend, safe travels to all. And, uh, and, and we look forward to being back with you. Remember Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, got ourselves a nice 
Iron Bowl pregame party sponsored by Modelo, the mark of a fighter. We'll be joined by Quinn and Williams talking about the Iron Bowl, talking about Alabama and having a ton of fun. Uh, so come and hang out with that. We appreciate it in advance. Again, Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Pay attention to all of our Cover 3 podcast social media channels so you can know uh, where to find us. And you can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Tom, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving.